This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Sometimes you come along an initiative that warms your heart and gives you hope for the future. The Twilight Youth Community Center is such a project. This initiative draws on the past, but holds a beautiful vision for the future that involves social upliftment, economic development in an eco-friendly environment. I'm talking about the Twilight Youth Community Center in Heilbra. And to tell me more about it, I'm joined by Lisa Lowenthal and Anthea Henderson. Lisa and Anthea, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. So let's start with you. How did you get involved with the what initially was the Heilbrow Twilight Children's Centre? Well, Lynn Wellman from Angel Network um, introduced me to the place because I, under Glynn actually, was working with um, the Inner City Collective. The Inner City Collective is a collective of people that care about what's going on within the inner city and they can explain a little bit more about that and when Glenn told me to go past the Twilight Youth Program or, or Youth Project to um, to support and find out a little bit more on how we can help them under the inner city I walked in and was blown away I realized that there is so much potential for the amazing 13 young Adults that are there under um, Emily, which is the so- current social worker, her guidance with the young men is just t- obvious, and and you can feel it with the with the thirteen young men. So, so I came back to Anthea and the collective, and I said, I would love to focus on what's happening at Twilight because there's so many opportunities. For the inner city, as well as for the for the for the centre itself. A recap on that. Um, so I think Lisa also we, we saw the opportunity in that um, the constitution changed and um, orphanages, children's centres um, are not by law allowed to keep children over the age of eighteen. So there was there was a definite gap. There is a definite gap between you know those kids that are let out on those centres and um, and where they go, and often they, they go back to the streets. Or so so that was kind of the aim is to uplift these youth to give them a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. Then lockdown came. So what happened next? It's actually a blessing in disguise because that was where that was when we met with Twilight, and it gave us the opportunity. To, um, to put everything into place with the young men because, um, they were very instrumental in helping with food, food handouts because we're focusing mostly on food handouts at the moment, but going forward, it's going to be on sustainability. So what they wanted us to do is utilize the space as a food bank where we now are bringing other NGOs, other Collectives, other cans into our space at the food bank where the young men are, distri- are, are packing up hampers and distributing the food from there into the inner city. So this is the first action that we're taking towards developing the Twilight Center. You have a big vision in terms of going forward that sees rejuvenation, that sees social upliftment, job creation. Do you want to share a little bit of that? I know that the, well, firstly, it's the young men that actually inspired me. They told me what their visions are. They told me that they would like to, 
to further their studies. They told me they didn't want to be on the street. They told me that they would like to find ways of earning their own income. So with all that in mind, Anthea and I put our heads together and came up with a concept. There's three buildings on how it can be a self-sustainable, self-run center for themselves, the 13 young men, as well as other young people in the community as well as old. So what we've done is we've, we've brought on a whole lot of NGOs, um, different social workers, and we call ourselves the, the action group, the Twilight Action Group. And we are putting together programs for, for the young people of, or the young communities. Another very exciting project is that we are looking at online learning programs where we're approaching people that really understand about online visions and online um, courses. And we are basically bringing people in their professional fields, whether it's an NGO or a social entrepreneurship, into the center to help us develop. So this is a center of no ego. It's a center of, 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 of huge ideas and, and possibilities. Our big, our big guy at the moment is a guy called Luke Lumbrecht. He does Fight with Insight. And his program is currently running with the youths as well as the, um, after the 18 year olds, the, the young adults. And, um, he basically brings in and, and re, and, and rehabilitates young men that either have been in juvenile or in any of the correctional services or have been on drugs or have been in the streets. He's, he's improved and changed their lives. He's turned them into young chefs, into boxers and into, to young artisans. Together with that, um, the online varsity that Lisa was mentioning, um, so that obviously will then focus on tertiary education, obviously in a free manner. Um, so we're looking into that. So that's, that will happen as uh, one of the programs. Um, we'll also, in the other building, are going to have a community hub um, together with vocational studies or workshops. So we've already we started working with people who want to teach industrial sewing. Uh, we want to look at carpentry. So there, yeah, there's ways. Basically, there's we're trying to cover all areas in which to empower these youths and give them the confidence to go out in the world. Think about a no ego project that involves so many different, you know, social workers, people who are do upliftment. What is the time frame? Well, the time frame is all around our financial support. Um, it's not, it's not a huge budget that we're looking at. So we, and also we can work on the smell of an oil rag. We're looking at working with the universities. We're looking at working with, um, different NGOs that can help us bring in a few cents here and there. We're also looking at developing uh, the, the fund starts now. So, um, I have a builder who's there at the center today with the 13 young guys. And what they're going to be doing is looking how each one of those people, the young youths, can start improving the the building. So they're going to do the scraping. They're going to do all the all the groundwork yeah. starting from today. Um, and then what we can do is we can apl- approach painting companies or floor companies and just ask for little extras. In the end, the budget will be what the budget is, but it'll be brought in via um, supportive supportive companies. We're not we're not coming looking for handouts. We're looking for empowering 
even from the start. We've seen the inner city develop quite a bit recently, and this would be a big boost to inner city development. And I'm sure there are lots of partners that you, you are working with. What are the boys doing at the moment? And I'm sure they're not, I shouldn't be referring them to boys either if they're over 18. <laughs> They're young men. I always call them boys and I always apologize to them that I, because it's the Twilight Street children, you know, it became now the street youths. Um, what they were doing now, up until now, is they were looking for opportunities. They were looking to go out and be a builder, a bricklayer, to go out and find a way to study, to go out and find a job. So they're passionate enough to be able to create their own opportunities and and that's where the spark um, lit for me basically when I met the young guys they were talking about their passion and I said you know well when I met them I said this is how I wanted I don't want to know about your past unless you really want to share I want to know what your visions are for the future and by listening to each one of these young men talk it made me realize that this isn't just a, a pipe dream. This is an achievable, easily achievable dream because we're working with such enthusiastic young people that really want to make it happen. When we bring people like Fight for, for Insight, when we bring people like hopefully Rail Lesus will be the one that's going to run our university, he's got so much um, experience in all those um, past past um, achievements that he has. There are so many positive people bringing that we will be bringing on board. Um, so it's not going to just be a, a twilight vision. It will be a collective vision. It will be a whole lot of people's ideas thrown together and making sure that their expertise are, are fully um, explored and, and realized because, because we're not going to reinvent any will. <clears throat> Reinviting people with their own personal skills, their own, um, experiences to come and make something, something happen, something really positive. And also we need to know exactly what is needed within the inner city. So that's why we consult with, with the different NGOs, with people that are living in the streets currently under the inner city collective. We've been going out to a lot of the people on a one-to-one -one basis. We work with social auxiliaries, which are basically people working under um, social workers, and they go to door-to-door -to, -door to meet people within the city, and they bring stories back to us. So we, so we're basically working with what people's needs and wants are. We're not coming from what our ideas are. Yeah. What we're doing is we're coming with our ideas how we're going to sustain the buildings and how we're going to sustain the projects, but we're utilizing their influence and their ideas to influence our vision and direction. Lisa, it sounds absolutely amazing. Um, if anybody would like to be part of it or to donate or be part of the CAN or has ideas, who should they contact? The best person to contact would be Anthea or Jean. Anthea's number is 084 Double seven seven six six double five. Um, Jean's number I'll give you now as well. Jean basically is the administration of the inner city collective. She's also great to, to contact. Um, otherwise, you can contact me as well. I suppose I'm not the best on the phone, but my phone number is oh eight three. 
If anybody didn't get that, uh, you're, of course, welcome to contact me. I've got uh, your contact details, and I'll be happy to forward it on. In the meantime, just to wish Lisa and Anthea, both of you, really best of luck in this initiative. It's it's amazing to be able to have a vision and to look forward and to see growth and see people working together to the benefit of all of, all of Johannesburg. I mean, it's an absolutely great initiative, so I wish you luck and strength. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I must say that the best part about this is that it came from fear of COVID. So COVID has been, you know, on some levels a, a blessing in disguise. And and any way you look at an, an, an a situation, an opportunity awesome. for positive growth will always come one's way. Beautiful way to end it. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.